It's spoiler in time, or as we have taken to calling it lately, uh, first, best, worst, last, uh, where Brian Brushwood and myself, Tom Merritt, uh, look at TV shows and watch the first episode, the best episode, the worst episode, and the last episode. Uh, and we are wrapping up the West Wing this week, Brian. Uh, Tom, first, let's, uh, first, best, worst, last. Uh, <laughs> let's take a moment to do a victory lap on this format because uh, I feel like, give or take, uh, anytime anybody talks about the West Wing, I really feel like I mostly get it, whatever it is, you know? Um, I really want to take this format forward. Uh, it's, it was, an amazing experience. Uh, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you that uh, the the promise of doing this, of us trying this, was let's see if we can capture the flavor of a show as iconic as The West Wing with just four episodes. And our and our our gamble was we well, got to watch the pilot so you see the setup, and you got to watch the finale to see how it all ends to fill in the middle. Well, let's watch the highest rated episode. This was your genius idea. Let's watch the highest rated episode so we can see it at its best. And then let's watch the worst episode to see it at its worst. And what I wasn't expecting when you had that idea was that watching the worst episode would probably be the most illuminating, at least as far as the West Wing went. Yes. Because when we watched the worst episode, I was like, this is it at the worst? Like, this must be an amazing show because this is not that bad of an episode. And, and, and what we figured out and talked about last week is that the worst episode isn't necessarily a bad episode of a thing. Mm -hmm. It's maybe just not what everybody was hoping for at that moment. Right. But of course, we're totally divorced in time from whatever it was people wanted at that time. We, you know, we didn't know what you expected. All I know is that this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like that was the big surprise. The other, the other surprise is watching the finale. Uh, I was, I was prepared to be a little disconnected because we didn't build up to it. Right. We didn't watch all seven seasons of the West wing. Uh, and having done that with other shows, I know that feeling of like, you know what? It doesn't even matter if the final episode is that good. I just want to spend, you know, uh, give give these characters a, a fond goodbye. I want to see how they wrap up their storylines. And you're so invested that the episode might not be that great, but it's serving a different purpose at that point uh, in the wrap up. Uh, I wasn't prepared, Brian, and I know you and I had slightly different reactions to not like the episode. I, I was like, this I I liked the quote unquote worst episode better than I liked this episode, which yeah. just felt uninspired and predictable. Well, uh, uh, so and again, uh, you and I both fully disclose that we are experiencing this entire content through a different lens. Yeah. Um, in my case, I'll further disclose that. After the 30 minute mark, I got very bored and I started <laughs> to use the 10 second skip button. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because, because I never I, go, quite uh, got that bored, but I definitely was looking away more often. You know, uh, well, uh, the first 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, Jimmy Smith was in this show. <laughs> Princess Leia's dad is the president. <laughs> oh, and followed by, oh, 
I guess he wanted an election, <laughs> which I mean, that was fun. Right. Uh, and then there was a good like 10 to 15 minutes where I was like, oh, in some ways you could consider this last episode as the first episode of the Bartlett presidency, because, of course, episode one, we begin. Yes. In and all that stuff. Right. 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 Uh, uh, and you know, like, I remember her. I remember him. Ooh, the way they're talking sounds like there was trouble. <laughs> uh, and, that guy uh, needs a pardon. What did he do? <laughs> don't know. We'll never find out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Seems like Bartlett gave it to him. <laughs> that um, that actually worked for me, even though I didn't understand. I, I hadn't been led up to to understanding what he needed a pardon for. Uh, I did. I did get the dilemma. I, I did under like that. That's how good West Wing was. Is that they didn't need to explain to me what the pardon was. They they demonstrated the difficulty through acting and editing and tension. And I was like, yeah, I I don't know what he did, but I know Bartlett isn't sure whether he should pardon him or not. And it's a test of of loyalty versus justice. So, the the first thirty minutes. Uh, had my full attention and yes i did get bored and lazy as they were closing the loops on things that i didn't know about and so whatever we got there but um the first 30 minutes and tell me if this resonates with you tom is what it's like to be a creator who's under a deadline and the deadline in this case is ending your legacy ending your presidency. And meanwhile, we see another character who is writing his, uh, as we talk about in marketing, uh, called shot, that moment that Babe Ruth points, you know, and then it's like, this is where we're headed. Um, to see the two juxtaposed was wonderful. Hmm. It was, I loved the first 30 minutes even when I didn't understand what they were talking about, I was like, I know that feeling. Uh, you're in a place, you are totally in charge. Uh, President Bartlett has the privilege of just ping-ponging around, dealing with crisis of the moment to crisis of the moment. Uh, doesn't have to worry about things, but then he has to consider how do I put into words advice to the next person in office? And uh, as you and I talked about on the phone before we started this program, uh, and many people know, I'm trying very hard to write a book on marketing, entrepreneurship, and and you know being an independent creator, which means I have to sit down and consider how to put into words what has worked so far and give advice to the next generation. Um, as a result, uh, I got misty eyed and confused. Uh, but then at the 30 minute mark, they started just talking about a bunch of characters I didn't know anything about. And I got bored. Uh, what about you, Tom? Yeah, I was bored by uh, the, the entire legacy thing because 
to me, it felt like, yeah, we've all seen the documentary about the outgoing president leaving the note on the table for the incoming president. And we all know the story about the weight of the world. And only these two people really understand. And it's all They're true. Super duper secret club. Yeah, exactly. And and it's president. it's all true. I think the fact that this is a fictional show, this is the first time it's suffered from that. I'm like... Yeah, when JFK, well, <laughs> I guess that was a bad example. Um, JFK wrote that when letter. When Ronald Reagan uh, <laughs> left a letter. Uh, I was kind of confused because they kept referencing JFK for the inaugural address. Um, I don't think he ever left a letter. Wouldn't that be weird if he had? Which, which, which by the way, that is one of the strengths of this episode is... Um, they refused to start this series at the beginning of his presidency or how he got there. And instead they gave us the gift of uh, implying, I assume I, I ain't watched the whole show. I've only watched the first last best and worst of them. Um, uh, uh, it seems like Jimmy Smith's was like a proxy of like, this is the, give or take the story of how Bartlett got here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't get to see Bartlett enter office, but you do get to see a president enter office. Uh, and through some kind of, uh, I, I assume that this is a way to get characters who actors who had left the show to come back. Uh, we see three characters that you and I know as members of Bartlett's staff who are now members of Jimmy Smith's characters staff, uh, coming into the white house. And it, it definitely underlines what you're talking about of like, uh, you know, this could have been them coming in with the Bartlett, uh, white house as well. Uh, was I confused or was that Rob Lowe at some point? Yeah. Rob Lowe was, was in one of the episodes we watched. I, I'm fairly certain. No, no, no. He, in the uh, beginning, uh, I yeah. know he left, but, 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 but there was somebody I was like, is that a slightly older and slightly heavier <laughs> Rob Lowe? Yeah. And then you have, um, um, you have three, three members, uh, uh, uh Bradley Whitford, is 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 one of the the people on Jimmy Smith's characters staff who we we know as being uh a member of Bartlett's staff from from the previous episodes. But anyway, to get back to to what I thought of the the episode, I am I'm, I'm more impressed by here's the note President Bush let f- for President Clinton yeah. and seeing the like President Bartlett will leave a note for President Jimmy Smith's character, whose name I still can't remember. Um, uh, is less it's less compelling. Uh, so I was more into him struggling over the the pardon, uh, whether he should pardon uh, the the former member of his staff. Uh, I really love Lily Tomlin as the secretary. Uh, we we saw the episode where his secretary had died, uh, and Lily Tomlin seems to embody a, a spiritual successor to that person. Uh, I loved her talk to the new uh, ad- administrative person uh, who's coming in for the next administration. Uh, and I loved her constant, like, you don't have time. You need to go now uh, sort of stuff. If anything reminded me of being a creator, it was that <laughs> more than anything else. Having a producer telling you like, no, 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 you need to focus and you need to do this now. Um uh, th- 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 this may be one of the greatest gifts that 
this format of first, uh, best, worst, last may give us is that you and I have no emotional attachment to anything. And as a result, I was deeply, deeply moved by the familiarity of the structure of things. Uh, like to me, the story is, and to you, I assume, <clears throat> we experienced a fundamentally different story than everybody else did, which is deadline is approaching. Deadline is immutable. Deadline requires decisions. Decisions push till last minute. Uh, and uh, 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 get to end. Uh, deadline is here. Consider head, consider gut. Go with gut. The end. <laughs> like it was, it was really remarkable. It reminded me an awful lot of what it's like to be involved with production. Uh, it, it's, um, I don't expect this message to resonate with everyone, but, but, but I know for me, Tom, uh, this is actually what it feels like every single day of my life. And, pre, pre, as I, as I teased you earlier when we were talking privately president of the United States. Yes. I, I mean, like I wake up and there is a deadline and people ask, have you decided thing for deadline? Uh, push. <laughs> and then, and then finally deadline happens and it's like, well, we're going with this. And, and there, there actually is a moment you see Jimmy Smith's, uh, you know, he's playing one role with his wife and then you can watch him enter what I think of as gig mode. He's, and in his case, <laughs> the gig mode is, oh, huh, enter subroutine, become president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, uh, there's a secret language he speaks with his wife and then flips the switch and he walks out on that stage. And um, Tom, while I know you've never been a nationally touring magician, I can vouch for me that that's exactly what it feels like. It's like thing, 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 deadline, push off, thing, 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 thing. And it's like, now no more choices. Spotlight is on go. And it's like, you can watch him embrace that and just go into the moment. There was a great moment in the inauguration scene where I paused to go take care of something. And when I came back, I was like, why are they spending so much time focused on this unfamiliar character in the audience, which is where I had paused it. I'm like, also, why do they look really familiar? Even though they've never been in this show, I, I, I guarantee that. Oh, that's Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't paused right at that, like happened to pause right then. But I was like, oh, they did a little cameo. Let's put Aaron Sorkin in the inauguration crowd, uh, which is which was kind of fun. Um, it it definitely gave me the perspective that this is what finales are like, that finales of TV shows certainly it's becoming different now, but in the past have not been last chapters of stories. Finales of TV shows have been celebratory goodbyes. 
And if if anything, the West Wing, a testament to the West Wing is that there is so much story to this finale and it takes a half hour before you really start to grind into. And now it's just a celebratory goodbye. Well, and uh, if if we can finally make this back about us, Tom, uh, uh, one thing I loved was the experience of what if you watched a thing that you knew was important and you were robbed of both character and of story and of uh, the gestalt of the moment, and all you had was to look at the structure of the creation of it. And and maybe maybe I'm skewed because you know uh, you know we do production here and and whatever. But but even just on a production level, it was wonderful to watch this and learn like 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 uh, this this first best worst last thing should be a a college course yeah uh college professors hit us up cordkillers at gmail.com and i'm not joking when i say that like uh, no i i am not either and, and yeah. actually i'm suddenly thinking yeah, who do I know at UT? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a good idea. Uh, speaking of, uh, our next assignment uh, is coming next week. We we have now successfully finished the West Wing, which is our, our first foray into this format. Uh, we are going to, and we have, uh, first of all, before I announce what it is, we have lots of great suggestions. Uh, we have a list longer than we can ever get to of excellent suggestions. So uh, if you have sent us a suggestion, us not picking your suggestion doesn't mean that we didn't love it. Uh, and it doesn't mean we won't get to it. But uh, we decided to go a little farther back from the West Wing. Uh, we wanted to go with something procedural. So that the West Wing was very much of a narrative storyline where it, you know, had a, it was different from week to week, but it had a continuing storyline. Uh, so this time we want to try something that doesn't have, you know, anything but the barest story arc. We will be watching the first episode of Cheers. Cheers episode one. Give me a ring sometime. Did you I watch Cheers when it was new, Brian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. At, at the time, I uh, 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 both the uh, uh, oh goodness, what's her name, uh, blonde era, uh, and and the Kirsty Alley era. Yeah, Diane was the character's name, uh, yeah. and then uh, Rebecca, I think, was Kirsty Alley's character's name. Anyway, um, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about the first episode of Cheers. On the next spoiler in time, give me a ring sometime. You get these episodes early if you're on the Patreon, patreon.com slash cord killers. We'll spoil you again next week. <laughs>